0: That time of the year once again, where you gather around with friends, with family, with either or with whomever you decide. Cats. Cats. It's a good point. <laughs> and you're like, hey, let's let's give each other gifts and also indulge ourselves in holiday media. Yep. And that's how we do here as well.
1: It's our we annual like to get tradition, into the
0: holiday spirit. Our annual tradition where we watch holiday-themed media, or play holiday-themed media in this case. Yep. Uh, around the, the time of Christmas. Yep. And that's what we've done today, again, here on this week's episode of Season of OVA. It's a podcast where have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. Hello, I'm Jared. Joined, as always, by the patron saint of Christmas, Dachau <laughs> and <Alan> Ladium. <laughs>
1: Does that make me Jesus?
0: Or your Santa Claus.
1: I'd rather be Santa Claus.
0: Yeah, it's probably it's probably an easier route.
1: hmm
0: You got a one day of hard work, and you don't have to get nailed.
1: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> a little bored. Grazing. <laughs>
0: Uh, it is the, like we said, it's the holidays. Mm-hmm. As the time this, as we get, this goes up, won't be for a couple more days for it, one of the holidays. It's close some of, enough. Some of the other holidays will be going on at this point, probably. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like we said, we, we annually do something around this time of the year. Watch it. We watched two anime films the previous years. We watched the Sailor Moon S movie mm-hmm. with the wild 90s dub.
1: And... Tuxedo mask throwing off the the Santa suit.
0: Mm hmm. Iconic.
1: Iconic.
0: Last year we watched the Gundam Wing film, which was very <laughs> confusing for you because that is the, the the sequel film to the to the, te- the television series.
1: Oh, I was so confused.
0: But it takes place during Christmas, so it counts. Yep. This year we went to the realm of video games.
1: We're gonna like have to ask for suggestions next year.
0: I mean, there's there's options out there. We'll figure it out. And then, you know, there's games that are set around the, the Christmas time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one such game that uh, I know of takes place around Christmas time is uh, is a game by one of your favorite developers.
1: Do not slander me this way. <laughs> I have better taste than
0: that. <laughs> uh, there is a, a specific song on the soundtrack of this game that, is, that has the words Merry Christmas in it. It's true. It is very true. Uh we played a game called Snatcher. Mm-hmm. A game from Hideo Kojima. <laughs> uh this was made in between him making I think this is right after he made Metal Gear One.
1: That would make sense.
0: He goes in to make this. Uh it is a cyberpunk adventure game. <laughs> Yep. Heavily influenced by definitely other pieces of media.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. Which we we did some homework and watched that other piece of media.
0: We did. So uh, some interesting uh correlations there.
1: Which it's funny, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but um like we had to we had a debate on like which version to watch. Yeah. It was great.
0: Ultimately we went with the one that would have been the inspiration. Yep. So yeah, Snatcher. It's a video game.
1: It is a video game.
0: It's a game that's come out on a lot of different uh, systems. Only one over in, in America. Only one English translation. Uh, but it originally came out on November 22nd... 26th, excuse me. 1988. For the PC 8801. Wait, the year uh, I was
1: born? 88? Yes, 88. Holy moly. Uh,
0: In December of 88 as well, it came to the MSX2. On October 23rd, 1992, it came to the PC Engine CD. In Europe, in December 94, and in North America in January 95, it came to the Sega CD, and then on January 26, 1996, it came to the Sony PlayStation, and on March 29, 1996, it finally released on the Sega Saturn. So there are definitely multiple versions of this game, Mm -hmm. with various differences throughout them and all that sort of stuff, so we will discuss those in this episode. Uh-huh. So let's, let's start with that. You want to talk about some development? Yeah, let's do it. Hey, did you know Snatcher was created by Hideo Kojima when he was working for Konami?
1: I I had an <sighs> inkling that that was the case.
0: Were you aware this, this was heavily influenced by Blade Runner and other works of cinema?
1: You don't say.
0: Yeah, I know. It's very surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kojima wanted to develop a game with a similar style. <laughs> the game was pitched as a cyberpunk adventure which Kojima found difficult to explain the meaning of cyberpunk to Konami's trademark department over the phone. It's like Blade Runner. Did you watch Blade Runner? Did you
1: watch Blade Runner? Basically that. That's what I'm making is Blade Runner.
0: Uh, The game was originally titled Junker, but the name sounded too similar to an existing Mahjong game. (laughs) The title New Order was also considered. Kojima did not like the, the final name because his previous game Metal Gear was also named after an enemy in the game. The development began between Kojima and character designer Tomiharo Kinoshita, who both treated the project like making a film or anime rather than a game, which basically sounds like anything Kojima has made since then.
1: <laughs> yep, yep. Definitely does.
0: They expanded to form a small team at Konami about the about half the size needed for a typical Famicom game at the time, which allowed them to work closely and quickly. The game was filled with sci-fi culture references that skirt copyright laws. It's a lot of those. <laughs> Yep. Uh, Kojima told Kinoshita to make Gillian, the uh, protagonist, similar to Katsuhiro Otomo, the director of the science fiction film Akira. The team never aimed for the game to have a mature atmosphere, but it naturally progressed in that direction. In addition to fourth wall breaking dialogue in the game, Kojima wanted to print a secret message and heat activated scent on the floppy disks that could be noticed after warming them up in the disk drive. But Konami did not approve of this idea.
1: Yeah. So he was already up to his bull by then.
0: I mean, this is the guy who at one point wanted to make, like, a Metal Gear game where if something happened in the game, the disc would blow up in your system.
1: Yeah, that's... <sighs> I hate Kojima <laughs> so much.
0: After a year and a half, Snatcher is only half completed. Originally, Kojima planned six chapters, but was told to trim them down to two. The team wanted to create a third chapter, but were already over the allowed devel- development schedule, so were forced to end the game on a cliffhanger. Development took about two to three times longer than the average game. Difficulties with memory constraints prompted the staff to, to, break, to take a break during development, at which time Kojima began to explore concepts for his later game, Police Knots. Uh, so like I told you when we were playing, the Sega CD version and some of the other prior or later releases have three chapters. The original release only had two. Yeah, so at the end of chapter crazy. two, the game just ends.
1: <laughs> that's awful.
0: Originally, Snatcher was going to be a PC-8801 exclusive, but it was also developed for the MSX, MSX2 at the request of Konami. Uh, the MSX was one of the key systems that like Metal Gear was was developed for and everything, so it makes sense. Uh, the PC-8801 version supports FM and stereo sound, whoa, buddy, Whoa! <laughs> via the PC-8801 Soundboard 2 expansion card, while the MSX2 version came with a special cartridge that provided an expanded sound scope beyond the platform's default capabilities and extra RAM featuring different music track, music track arrangements. The expansion cartridge raised the price of the MSX two version beyond that of the PC eighty eight oh one version, a reverse from the platform's cheaper typically cheaper retail game pricing. The quality of music and sound was greater than other games at the time and required a larger than usual sound team. Because neither platform was capable of accurately synthesizing speech, sound effects or sound effects were used to represent character dialogue. And then Snatcher was released in eighty eight on both platforms.
1: Um you know, it's interesting that you were saying that he was inspired by, like, uh, Akira, mm-hmm. because honestly, like, if you look at Gillian, or whatever the heck his name was, is that his yes. name? Yes. He's he's Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. Like, the outfit's the exact same in everything. Mm-hmm. So I don't, it feels kind of suspect to me.
0: Well, this, of course, this is talking about the original version of the game. Oh, so. right,
1: right, okay. Right, that makes sense
0: let's talk about some of the expanded versions let's do like it the uh, the first version that was for the home consoles uh, the pc engine CD version uh players began asking for a home console version soon after release because the game was large and required several floppy disks only cd-ROm systems were considered as opposed to typical to systems that ran ROM cart ran ROM cartridges the PC engine had the super cd-ROm squared system name of that thing available so it was chosen to host snatcher's console port port not porn I mean, there's probably some there, too. <laughs> Woo! This port was the first time the development team worked with CD technology. The team added a third act to this version, a decision that w- they were criticized internally for, as others believed the game was already long enough. <laughs> Which was weird, because, like, if you basically mainline that game through, like, with, like, a walkthrough, that mm-hmm. game is very short.
1: <laughs> very short. It took us, like, no time at all, because we mm-hmm. had planned it was going to take us a while, and then we're like, oh, we're done.
0: Yeah. Using CD technology enabled him to add recorded speech and high-quality background music. Artist Satoshi Yoshioka Yoshioka created the graphics for this version. Kojima wanted the visuals to appear as cinematic as possible, so Yoshioka pulled inspiration from Blade Runner, The Terminator, and Alien to replicate their Hollywood-style special effects. He used a custom drawing application by Konami to create the character graphics, including the facial expressions during conversations. He found Gillian's expressions to be the most difficult to animate due to the complexities of his characterization. A trial version called The Pilot Disc was released on August 7th, 1992. It covers the beginning of the first act and also contains supplemental content such as character introductions, a preview trailer, and select music tracks. The full version was released on October 23rd, 1992 and reportedly sold well for a PC Engine game. Which is interesting, like, that sounds way more above and beyond, like, the normal demo disc mm-hmm. would typically be. Where it's just like, here's the level of the game. That's it. Yay. Uh, then we get the Sega CD version a few years later. After releasing its first game on the Sega CD, Lethal Enforcers, Konami wanted to bring a more interactive experience to the system for Western players. It considered making a game in full-motion video like Night Trap, but thought it might be too difficult, and ultimately decided to localize and port Snatcher. This also gave the Snatcher developers an opportunity to improve upon the PC Engine version, which they were still not completely satisfied with. Although the Sega CD could only display 64K car- c- colors simultaneously compared to the PC Engine's 256. The team used software techniques to increase this to 112 and modified some of the palace to compromise. Several scenes were censored or some or otherwise altered for the Sega CD release. Which is this is where you're going to be very mad at Kojima. A woman's breasts were covered up, which apparently is a scene where the the lady snatcher you basically shoot her in the head. Yeah. And you see her dead body. Uh, her t- are <laughs> out in the original version.
1: Which like is super gross and it, like. Unnecessary, but mm-hmm. also like it's some kind of like weird fetishization of like the like women's bodies. That mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you know, she doesn't have a head, but like, look, her boobs are out. Mm-hmm. Like, what what are you doing? Like, that's unnecessary. God, I hate Kojima.
0: <laughs> a 14-year-old girl shown standing naked in a shower was now obscured, and her age was changed to 18.
1: <sighs> I'm glad that it was changed, and I'm glad that it was obscured but why did it exist in the first place?
0: Yep. Some options that allowed Gillian to engage in behaviors related to sexual harassment removed or toned down, such as those that allowed him to sniff panties or stare at breasts. Audio in which a robot becomes aroused while watching a pornographic film was cut out entirely. The violence was not altered, except for one scene where a partially dead dog with twitching innards was made completely dead with no twitching. Fearing copyright issues in the United States, the clientele in a bar was changed from Common Rider, the Alien from Alien, and other characters to, probably from, like, film and everything, to Konami characters. Right. Uh, feeling that the third act was too movie-like, Konami added more interactivity through additional forks and choices. Additionally, the player is now graded on how well they solved the mysteries. Dates of events in the games were also moved up five years to still occur in the near future to compensate for the late release, because considering this was, like, seven years after the initial release, so... Um, i believe like the initial japanese version everything like the, the the whole beginning of the game takes place in like 92 and then this version is like 96 or something like that hmm. uh, the game was translated by scott hards with a supervision from jeremy blostein and konami of japan the translation took about two to three months seven voice actors recorded about two and a half hours of dialogue for 26 different characters with the large amount of text included in the game, the translation was expensive, and Konami felt it was the most difficult part of the porting process. According to Blostein, Kojima was not involved with the Sega CD port, likely working on Police Knots at the time. Saturn was released in December 94 in Europe and January 95 in North America, and according to Blostein, it only sold a couple thousand copies in the US and was ultimately considered a commercial failure. Its poor sales have been attrib- attributed to his late release during the Sega CD's lifespan.
1: I'm still, like, caught up on the whole, like, behavior.
0: Mhm. That is the thing.
1: Yeah, it is. Just mm, do better people. Do better.
0: <laughs> so that's basically that's basically a lot of the development um there's nothing really about the the PlayStation or Saturn versions. Um Yeah, the, the Sega CD version has never been re-released it's basically just like that that is the only north american version of the game that's out there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um it is technically coming out on the turbo graphics mini cuz all like all the the different region games are going to be on that same thing regardless of which version you get. Mm-hmm. But it's just the japanese version. They're not localizing it. Oh my god. So <laughs> technically it is the it would be the 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 pc engine cd version but How are you gonna play that game in Japanese if you don't know it? If
1: you don't know Japanese, then like you're kind of it's
0: just useless. Kind of boned. Yeah. So there you go. Um, There was a remake isk of Snatcher called SD Snatcher, where uh, it was made for the MSX two, and it turned the game into an RPG. Uh, so that, that's, that is a interesting thing. Uh, the game plays from a top-down perspective where the player controls Gillian as he ventures through the environment. When the player encounters an enemy on the field, the game shifts to a first-person battle mode. The player must shoot down enemies using one of many different guns. Different parts of an enemy can be targeted and different weapons have varying abilities and ranges. Aside of key plots, the game significantly changes the locations explored and events which transpired in the original. The game also concludes the story in a similar manner to the CD versions, like the MSX2 version of Snatcher, SD Snatcher shipped with the expanded shaman cartridge. Uh, and it was translated by the Dutch-based group Oasis in 93, making it one of the earliest documented fan translations. Huh. Which, so that's cool. And then in 2011, there was a prequel to Snatcher made as a radio drama. And perhaps the most interesting thing about this is that it's called Snatcher.
1: Sedacher.
0: <laughs> stature And it was a collaboration between Kojima and Suda51.
1: Which is wild. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, basically, Suda Fifty One says that like Snatcher and then like some of Yu Suzuki's works are like what got him into games and like wanting to make games and everything. So like he went to Kojima and was like, "Hey, you want to make a game together?" And then eventually that led into them making this radio drama prequel of Snatcher, huh. which is interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I just uh... I don't know, man. Kojima. I would be interested
0: in to to see what that is, but you know. Kojima. Also, the music is done by the the dude who made like who worked on like early Silent Hill games, which seems oh. like a weird <laughs> musical choice.
1: That's interesting.
0: Yeah. Hmm. So there you go. That's that's your your development history of of a snatcher. Uh, we obviously played the Sega CD version, so because that's the easiest one to get already got a translation and everything you don't have to find weird fan translations or anything like that
1: had that fantastic voice acting
0: it does have that fantastic (laughs) voice acting (laughs) oh boy which I mean again you know it's 95
1: yeah I mean like you know what can you do
0: it's not great but like at the time that would have been like mind blowing that like there's so much voice acting in this game
1: right I mean and I, I probably would have been like Whoa and mm-hmm. you know At that point I wouldn't have known how terrible Kojima is so
0: I mean I don't think really anyone knew who Kojima was at the time So
1: no no I'm just thinking Like you know there were There were better days when I didn't know who Kojima Was <laughs> And Now my innocence has been lost
0: There you go <laughs> Uh the Sega C D version is also kind of weird in in and of itself because uh you can play this game with the uh Sega the Sega light gun, the justifier.
1: Oh my god.
0: So you could do the uh the shooting sequences with that thing, which I would assume would be great, clearly.
1: I imagine that would be very, very difficult.
0: Yeah. But it'd be interesting. Like it's just a weird thing to include. But yeah. Um this was your first experience with this game? And what, like, your second real experience was, like, a, an actual Kojima game all the way through?
1: Um... Because
0: you said you've, you've played four, MGS4. I've expect. played
1: four, yes.
0: Had you played any of the other ones, or...?
1: Um, yeah, I had played through some of them. Like, not to completion, but mm-hmm. bits and pieces. Um... Yeah, I think I realized relatively early on that I didn't care for his stuff. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, um, and you will... Because you know me, and because you know me very well, this will make the most sense to you, if anything, that I would probably say on this.
0: I can not confirm that.
1: Um, so, when I got my PS3, I wanted to get the backwards compatible one.
0: The big old, like, George Foreman grill looking. The one. George Foreman grill. Spider Man font.
1: So, the thing is, one of the last versions of the backwards compatible compatible ones that they made was like the eighty gig Metal Gear one. Mm-hmm. And because at the time, uh, W decided he was going to give people a tax return bonus. Um, thanks, W. That's probably one of the only good things you did for me. Um. I decided to buy the Metal Gear PS3 so I'd have a backwards compatible system. I was like, oh, it came with this game. So, like, if you were to go into my closet right now and look at the box for my PS3, it has, like, everything Metal Gear on it. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, the reason that I got it was backwards compatibility because it was like, PS2 games, yay! (laughs) Um, But, yeah, the only reason I could afford it is because W gave tax (laughs) returns. So there you go. Um, which I assume that anybody who's listening to this would know who I'm referring to when I say W, right?
0: You'd hope so. I mean, I feel like our audience would know that.
1: Okay. Yeah. We're it, not,
0: we don't really cater only to little kids. So,
1: <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, did everybody did everybody call him W, or was that I just like me and my friends? I feel like that's commonly
0: known. They made a film about him, and that's the, the title of the film.
1: Okay, then that's fine. <laughs> um,
0: also, that was like 10 years ago. It's not that long ago.
1: I know, but like, actually, like what? It was 2008 when that came out? Or what? Two- MGS4? I'm
0: tra-
1: yeah, I'm trying to figure out when it came out. Because I was, like,
0: I, it, I think it was 08. It was 07 yeah. or 08.
1: I was working at GameStop when I got. And if it. you were
0: getting a bundle that that would probably lean more 08.
1: Yeah. I I think that it was 08 because W was trying to like help with the fact that like an incoming horrible economic crash was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Um which probably helped it. But anyway, I I just check because like I know that You know, my brother's friend used to, like, go and get drunk and hang out on the back lawn and, like, call up the White House and ask to speak to W. So I wasn't sure if it was just, like, an us thing or if it was an actual thing. So I'm glad to know that it is an actual thing. But, yes, that is the story of how I got my PS3. So there
0: you go. Um, So with that in mind, you know, like like we said, you know, you have some experience with Kojima games. And this being probably the earliest game you've scene of his yeah all the way through yeah um how did the game kind of meet with your expectations you know maybe exceed not exceed all that sort of stuff like what what was your impressions of it well
1: my first impression of it was holy He just made Blade Runner.
0: (laughs) Which I feel like that's a lot of people's first first impression of it.
1: Right. And so that's interesting because, you know, he's, like, always touted as, like, this, like, amazing person in terms of storytelling and so creative and all that. And I'm just like, he just did, like, a Command-C, Command-V of Blade Runner.
0: I mean, that's the kind of, like, all of his games have, like, their definite rooted influences from other media in them
1: and i mean like it's impossible to not have influences totally but like
0: kojima games in particular definitely have that like it, there's no i don't think anyone would really say like oh he's this original creative genius because like there's so much of this stuff that's just like oh well this is from you you could tell he made it from this and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff like like the original versions of metal gear have like people from escape from new york as like the character models like really? uh, like Sean Connery is big boss. Like there is a fake Kurt Russell as Solid Snake in the like the original versions of Metal Gear, that oh obviously God. got like edited out when they came over here. But like the Japanese versions co- totally had that.
1: Hmm. Well, um.
0: Kojima was on his bullshit from the beginning.
1: <laughs> that seems likely, and so like that—that that was my first impression of it. Is like okay, well, you know, he—he he just. Did a copy paste, which I guess for people who
0: don't know that, like once you get out of like the first like the the opening bit of like exposition Mm -hmm. and get into like the opening credits sequence, like that opening credit sequence is literally like the first couple of shots are basically the first couple of shots of Blade Runner.
1: Yeah, it's it's not even pretending. Mm -hmm. Um, It's interesting that that's the case, and you know I. I guess it's kind of hard okay no that's a lie i was gonna say it's kind of hard to mess up blade runner but that is an absolute lie um because the 90s recut exists um and i mean even then like the 80s recuts or the 80s release was not anyway um i I I coming from
0: the book you could definitely mess up blade runner
1: i i don't okay yeah (laughs) I don't want to get into the the weird shenanigans of Blade Runner and how there's like yeah, yeah, yeah. seven different cuts of it. <laughs> um, and that I have opinions on them. But I have opinions on most things. I don't know, though. Like, I was irritated when we were playing through it and you kept telling me like, oh, you know, this was edited because it was like this kind of situation or like it was doing mm-hmm. this. And I'm just like, he didn't even like, He was still just up to the bull, and like nothing about him has changed because, you know, having a fourteen-year-old girl in the shower is like very similar to his like, oh, you know, you're gonna feel bad when you find out quiet story,
0: or putting a vagina bomb into pause.
1: Yeah, like he, for one, has zero respect for women, and it's clear. Mm-hmm. like zero um like his view of women is like oh they're they're pretty and they should be that's it
0: they should be fawning over me
1: yeah basically so that's kind of gross and like every time the women showed up and they're just like oh i love you and whatever and i was just like oh my god really like this dude's kind of like an idiot um <laughs> but you know who am i to judge women for their taste in men Um, I don't know, though. Like, I can't say that I think this game is impressive. Um, The one thing that I will say is that there is a gag at the very genuinely funny.
0: Which they recreate in, like, the different versions.
1: Right. Um, So that part is genuinely funny, but otherwise it was like, all right, like... Let's get, let's get through this man. Let's do the thing. And like, I also, and considering that it's like, not all that graphic since it's the 90s. Like I was a little put off by how violent it was. Mm -hmm. That was weird. Like you said, the whole dog thing, like you warned me before it happened and I was still like, ooh, Mm -hmm. God um it just felt sloppy in general the whole Mm -hmm. thing
0: um i will agree with your points Okay. i will say that like i came into i came into snatcher uh, a few years ago and i Mm -hmm. played it before i I saw blade runner or even read the book so (laughs) didn't really have that i mean i knew it was very much heavily inspired by it Mm -hmm. but i didn't really have like the uh the 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 point of references for like all like the oh this is this this is this this is all that sort of stuff um, I think for a game, you know, that comes out technically in the late 80s, early 90s, like, it's a cool aesthetic. Mm-hmm. Um, it works in that aspect. Um, it's an interesting game for the Sega CD because a lot of the games for that that system weren't really like this. Right. At the time. Um, and like, you know, like we said, it has a lot of voice acting in it. So, like, again, not a lot of games had that. Or if they did, it was more relegated to the F&V stuff. Right. Um the story is pretty generic right and like even if you compare it to like other parts of kojima's writing like it's probably the lowest of his stories um
1: it's not a mg2 for you
0: (laughs) no um which again like kojima is not really like the best writer Mm -hmm. at all but like Comparing this to you know the Metal Gear series as a whole, Police Knots, I would probably put this pretty near the bottom. Um, the biggest, I think, thing I take away from this game is that like the soundtrack f- rules. Like yeah, I, I love this soundtrack.
1: I will agree with you on that. Like I it, it totally agree.
0: captures the, you know, the feeling, the aesthetic they are going for with this 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 game, and a lot of that is you know based based off of you know. Blade Runner did it first, six years prior, and then that was just aping film noir from the 40s. Right. So, it's just, it's copying of a copy of a copy, essentially. But, it, sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, it's, like, at some point, the game itself is, like... um the person next to you in high school copied your homework and then like the person next to them copied their homework and then next to them copied theirs. And by the time you get to like the fifth person that did it, you're like, okay, details have been lost here. <laughs>
0: um But like, even with all that being said, like, I think a lot, like just the way they, the, the music they chose, they choose for specific scenes and everything works so well. It's um, really good and it's a ga- it's a game that really benefited from being on CD at the time like yeah just having that high fidelity of of sound and everything and being able to have CD quality audio for all the music it just it works so so well and like i've gone back and like listened to um the like the original versions of the soundtrack and the original versions of the songs for like the the PC 88 and the MSX2 versions and like they do not hold up as well compared to like the the uh the Sega CD version or the PC Engine CD version or the subsequent versions that are, had CD C D based technology basically. So
1: Right. And um, I mean, you're right, that soundtrack is amazing. Like it had some genuinely good songs in yeah. it that I would listen to just regularly.
0: Um, which is which is it it's no surprise considering it's like that arm of Konami at the time was just putting out banger soundtracks with all their games, so like uh this is just, like, another one of those that they just, like, put out, and it's just, like, this, this, this rules.
1: But also, like, that kind of sound is, like, my aesthetic.
0: Yeah, totally. Like, this is the kind of music that would fit well with, like, um, what do they call it? Basically, kind of, like, that faux uh, electronica 80s style genre that's kind of more popular today.
1: Oh, like the Carpenter Brut style stuff?
0: Yeah, kind of stuff like that. Like not necessarily the same in the same vein, but like there's a lot of like different groups that kind of do that same style. Mm-hmm. So like, it would I think it would kind of fit into that if you modernized it a bit. Like you could probably easily like slide that in as well. I could. Like, oh, that. here's this here's this retro eighty sounding stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, totally up my alley.
0: Yeah. Like I, I knew going into this. Like I know, like you don't like Kojima and anything. And I, 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 like I knew this is going to be a, a struggle to get through for you. But, <laughs> I, but if there was one thing I thought you would come away from this like enjoying would have been the soundtrack. Do you have it? Uh, I let's let's just say I am getting it soon on okay. vinyl.
1: <gasps>
0: and it's the Sega CD version.
1: Where did you get that?
0: Uh, it's on Fan Gamer. It's like four four discs. Wow. Yeah, I'm very excited for that,
1: dude. Okay, does it go against everything that I am about if I have that soundtrack, but also just hate the game?
0: I mean, he didn't make the soundtrack.
1: He did not. So I, just, I just don't want somebody to like see that, see that I own it, and they're like, "Oh, you know, you must really like that." I'm like, "No, I actually really don't at all." I mean, that's all you have to say. <laughs> but the soundtrack's freaking full of bops. Mm-hmm. Like, oh man. Oh, yeah, this is fantastic. Um, like, the
0: artwork on it and everything's like all original and stuff. Like, it looks real good. But yeah.
1: <sighs> all right. Well, add to the cart.
0: <laughs> Finally, another true believer of the uh, Snatcher soundtrack. <laughs> Let's talk about the plot.
1: Let's talk about the plot.
0: Um, the intro basically is a big info dump with an amazing song that, that, it permeates you in the background. Uh, mm-hmm. The game starts off by telling you this is dedicated to all the cyberpunks who fight against injustice every day of their lives. And that, that notice is, is in basically every version of the game, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, June 6, 1996, a biological weapon goes off in Russia. Uh, it is called Lucifer Alpha, and basically it kills, like, a third of the world's population. This event becomes known as the catastrophe (laughs) creative (laughs) i know oh god uh and and then the 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 opening is like would this be the worst thing humans have ever seen 50 years later
1: (laughs) humanoid
0: robots have invaded neo kobe city they look like us they have artificial skin but the robots underneath, they become known as Snatchers. And then the Snatchers like, brah. She's the for you. Uh, obviously, early on, if you're playing the Sega CD version, this is one of the, the first things that's really edited. Because in the Japanese versions of this game, like the, the Snatcher just looks straight up like a Terminator. Yeah. Straight up. Uh but yeah, that's basically your big like world building introduction of what's going on. You get the opening credits that's basically Blade Runner and everything. You can see some dudes knife fighting in the streets. Yep. Um So yeah, you are in Dio Kobe City. It is a uh an enclosed island uh in Japan. Uh basically it's kind of like shut itself out from the outside world and everything. Uh snatchers are invading this area and they have uh made this new score kind of sort of police force called Junkers, and they are basically out there trying to eliminate Snatchers and find out where they're coming from and try and stop the Snatcher Menace. They're lead uh,
1: Runners.
0: They're Junkers.
1: they Runners.
0: Junkers. Uh, you play as Gillian Seed. He is a newly Junker man. He just got the job as a Junker. He is an amnesiac. Yep. He doesn't remember his past or anything or why what's happened in like the last however many years. Uh he his has a his, wife. He has his wife, Jamie. She also does not remember anything. And they're both just like, uh... and then the game opens up and he's telling her, Hey, I've become a junker She's like, Oh, Gillian, why would you do that? And then a car comes and picks him up and then he mouths something at her. And he's like, What? I can't hear you. What? <laughs> And then he flies off in his in his car and they go to the Konami building.
1: <laughs> yep. They sure do. Um I feel like at some point in this game it should have been like you hear like the first part of like him saying Blade Runner is like bl- and then it like dubs it in terribly like Junker. Junker. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been really funny.
0: It's like we're out here running blades or something.
1: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God. I just. My pizza. (laughs) My pizza. (laughs) Oh, no. I snorted. (laughs) Please edit that out. Never. Oh, no.
0: Uh so the first the this game is split off into third acts like we've talked about it earlier, you know. The first versions of the game had only two acts and then the PC engine and C D version as in the third act, which is the finale of the game and everything. Uh, the first act basically is you kinda like learning everything about the Junker headquarters, learning about the snatcher menace and everything, and going out in the field for your first little introductions of what's happened and everything. Uh Mm -hmm. you go to Junker Headquarters, you meet Mika, who's like the secretary.
1: Whether boots out.
0: Yeah, she's like, oh, and he goes, he's like, hey, what do, what's going on? You wanna to get to know me?
1: What a creeper.
0: Uh you meet the chief who basically tells you everything that you need to know about your job and everything, gives you some money and your junker card. You meet uh Harry, who is the engineer. He presents you with your associate, a navigator by the name of Metal Gear.
1: Metal Gear.
0: Uh, which is a really good little thing that they do because like the Metal Gear, and this is based off of the Metal Gear from Metal Gear Two, uh, and when it comes into uh, when you when it first gets introduced, like you see like the shadow, it's like way bigger in the background, and like it's playing the the literal theme of Metal Gear from the Metal Gear games. Like it's a really good little touch there. Um, it's also like a goof that they would also do in Metal Gear Solid Two. Yeah. Like, there is a uh, there is a figurine in the early parts of that game of one of the bosses from one. That you come up one, there's like a light is shining on it, and you see just a huge shadow. You're like, I'm pretty sure I killed that guy in Metal Gear One, Metal Gear Solid One, and then you come up, it's just like a, a little toy. Nice. So,
1: um, I guess the positive about this is that like we didn't get some kind of racial slur with the chief this time.
0: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah,
0: Gillian was didn't have to say some, oh boy, some some words.
1: Some words. Yeah. I had forgotten all about that and then hearing Harrison Ford say it, I was like, Whoa Whoa! <laughs> Whoa.
0: big woes.
1: Like oof.
0: Yeah. Uh, while you're meeting with you're meeting Metal Gear for the first time, you get a call, a distress call from the other junker agent that's out there. There's only one more. That is Jean Jacques Gibson. He has found a snatcher and he's out in like an abandoned building. So you and Metal Gear go out and find him. You find that his head's been ripped clean off his head, and it's just by his uh, body. You find his his navigator, who is Lil John. Yeah,
1: yeah. What?
0: <laughs> it's just going. Okay. <laughs> uh, you you take off the uh like the the memory core of Lil John, and there's like still some stuff on there that you're gonna try and be able to to do. Uh, you find his body and everything, and you realize that the Snatchers are still there in the building. But then you have to make it a, a quick escape because it's going to explode. And also you have to do like a shooting sequence, which is not fun. The shooting uh, sequences in this game are bad. They're real bad.
1: I hated even watching you have to do them. It seemed really, really, really hard and yeah. dumb.
0: We got through all of them, though, first try, which was...
1: <sighs> I was impressed, my dude.
0: It was very intense. Uh, so basically, the, the shooting sequences are... Um, the game splits the screen into nine sections, and you have to use you get a, you get an, uh, an aiming reticle, and you have to move them to the specific uh, sets of the screen where an enemy will show up, and you basically just blast them. Uh, you have unlimited ammo, which is really nice, so you do not have to like reload or anything like a light gun game. But you have limited health, so if they are if you you basically get off of a shot once and you miss, and you just get off rhythm, you're pretty much dead. It will mess you up. Uh, once you get out of the the factory and everything, you start trying to find the identity of the snatchers that murdered Jean-Jacques Gibson. Uh, you go to his house and look through there. You find some stuff. You go to you meet an informant named Napoleon, um, and then eventually, you know, you go to like some some various places throughout there. You go to a bar named Outer Heaven, which is another Metal Gear reference. Um, that's where, like, all, like, the weird Hollywood characters would be if you were playing the Japanese version, but in the North American and European versions, it's, like, Konami characters. So, like, it's, like, here's the dudes from Contra and Rocket Knight from Rocket Knight (laughs) Adventures. Uh, and a stripper. And then, yeah, there's just a lady who's, like, I I have some information. Here you go. Doing a little dance. In the back. In the back.
1: As you do. Um, which I guess it should be mentioned, like, Napoleon's kind of like a Chinese racial stereotype. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's worth mentioning. Yes. Um, that is Because true. he absolutely is.
0: Uh, it's like the way his, his character design is, the way he's voice and everything, like, it's very much racial stereotype. And even just, like, the idea of, like, here's this shady Chinese man being an information broker mm-hmm. also fits into that.
1: Yeah, it's, it's problematic, to say the least. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, eventually, you track down two suspects, who you think they are, and then like one of them is just like some druggie. Like, <laughs> you put your gun to his head. He's like, where's the snatchers, boy? He's like, oh, dude, I just wanted to do some drugs, man. I don't know what happened. I'm just going to just air surf, man. <laughs> God. God.
1: Which, like, what an extreme thing to do, like, go in this dude's house and put a gun in his mouth and be like, where are they? Like, Jesus Christ, my dude. Like, yeah. try some diplomacy.
0: <laughs> uh, You, you eventually meet, find uh, another suspect who uh, turns out to be a snatcher. Also, his wife was
1: a snatcher. She's the one that her boobies can be Yeah, at.
0: You, you blast her face
1: yeah. with your gun. Yeah. Um, After checking out her bathtub,
0: which is just like very clean and weird, full of water.
1: Yeah, full of water.
0: Um, And then she's like, "I'm gonna get you, Junker!" And then you have to shoot her. Mm Mhm. And then,
1: like, legit, what is the justification of having her boobs out in that in the original version? Like, what?
0: Great question. I wish I could tell you, but I I don't know. Like, it's literally Whoa.
1: <laughs> well, I was thinking, like, the only thing I could think of is, like, if she's trying to distract the dude, she just, like, rips her top down so that she can, like, murder him.
0: But she's not. She's like, I hey, Junker, I know what you're up to. I'm going to murder you now.
1: Right. Like, there's nothing that she would do that would have them fall out like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yet, like, let's go ahead and sexualize this woman who literally has no head anymore.
0: Yep who has like a hole in her head.
1: It's disgusting.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh eventually the uh, the the husband shows back up and tries to kill you but you are saved by a bounty hunter whose name is Random Hajil. <laughs> He's a bounty hunter who sna- who goes after snatchers. He's a different than a junker because I don't know. He's not official. Uh.
1: He definitely doesn't look anything like a character in Blade Runner.
0: Definitely not.
1: Nope, nope.
0: Super S- duper not.
1: Totally different.
0: He's got a motorcycle.
1: Original character, do not steal.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, you you basically find there's a hospital that Jean-Jacques was investigating before he died and everything. And You have to go try and find that. Also, you you meet up with his daughter and everything. Yeah, she becomes infatuated with
1: you for whatever reason uh, I don't think that okay let me clarify first I don't think Kojima should go anywhere near 14 year old girls
0: definitely not
1: Um, but also I don't think he's ever actually been around a 14 year old girl because it's not like a thing where they're just like oh look at this man who's like in his 30s I'm instantly in love it's like what no
0: my dad just died
1: (laughs) yeah like um my dad just literally had his head ripped from his Mm -hmm. body Mm -hmm. i'm in mourning a bit um i'm very very stressed because things are like going crazy it's not gonna be like oh yeah i want this like 36 year old man in my pants
0: i'm gonna go to his house and take a shower for reasons
1: reasons like it's it's very bizarre and makes no sense and Honestly, like, her characterization is, like, abysmal. Yeah. I mean, I could say that for basically all the women characters.
0: <laughs> You're not wrong.
1: You know. Uh,
0: but, yeah, they, they have to go find a hospital. The first one they go to is, like, the name is looks similar, but it's, like, a, a veterinarian's office. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's not that, but then they eventually find the right one, which yeah, is yeah. Like... They
1: realize that some of the neon lights had been burnt out in mm-hmm. the name, and that's why it didn't show up. Mm-hmm. Ah.
0: <laughs> so eventually, they find the, like the hospital's like looks unused and everything, but like there are snatchers in there, and then there's like an, a secret underground laboratory where they are doing snatcher experiments and everything.
1: It's Dexter's.
0: Yes. Uh, but they essentially they're trying to like find a cure for the the one main problem that snatchers have is that like they can't go out uh during the day or anything they they relegate most of their activity toward winter because it's when like there's a lot of darkness because if they go out in the sunlight they basically will get cancer because their artificial skin is not well equipped for UV rays
1: they need sunscreen they
0: need a lot of sunscreen
1: I also need a lot of sunscreen yeah <laughs>
0: There you go. Uh, I think the, the, the second time you go back to the hospital and everything you your your turbo chopper copter your car gets vandalized.
1: <laughs> your Blade Runner vehicle. Yeah.
0: And then it, like, it it, like the throttle gets stuck on it you can't get out so you have to jump to Random's motorcycle who conveniently just shows up at the right time before you go greening off a cliff or something. Yay. It's real bad
1: yeah um you just like chuck metal Gear over there though
0: mm-hmm.
1: and somehow he's like on, on the motorcycle which is <laughs> sure i guess
0: yep uh you go down and like investigate the the underground portion of this hospital where like all their experiments are taking place and everything you find a bunch of like exoskeletons for snatchers and everything uh you find the the dude who was running the hospital he's also now a snatcher he's got some snatcher goons with him you find out while you're in this hospital by looking through some records that the chief is a snatcher ah oh no who would have thunk who would have thunk uh they get attacked and there's a hole behind them and random's like i'll do some stuff i got some bombs i'll blow them up and i'll let you and metal gear escape into the the tunnels yeah go through the vents so he does that he blows up takes them out uh they end up in like some like under unused subway tunnels essentially and there's where they find out like they're able to get back into like the the snatch the one dude they uh initially tried to kill you the one snatcher in his wife's house there's like a a hidden compartment that like a ladder that leads up through like their bathtub that allows Mm -hmm. you to get in there so like that's a way for them to go into this hospital and do all that sort of stuff so there's a bunch of like weird interconnected ways that they're able to move around without having to go outside and everything so you learn about that but since you know about the chief and everything you have to go back to, to HQ and find the chief who's like now he knows you know you he knows you know so you have to eliminate him
1: which the whole thing of like reconstructing the face of the victims like that was weird Mm-hmm. Like that entire mechanic Like while we just sit there and it's like Let me go oh, yeah, through yeah, all yeah. the instructions of Reconstructing <laughs> the space over and over and over again I'm like Jesus Christ I got the point Just please move on And then uh, i just like Ooh, The chief's body is the most recent one
0: uh, You eventually take out the chief who's like You won't be able to stop us Also tries to take Mika hostage Because she was like, she for some reason decides to get out of her weird cage.
1: Yeah, and also like terrible things happen.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, You also find Harry, who got attacked by the chief. He's been mortally wounded.
1: Mortally wounded.
0: And he's like, oh no, I'm sorry. Gillian, we were supposed to get a drink. I'm sorry. I was kind of a jerk. Dead. I didn't know my parents.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he has a picture of like him and like. Basically, like the '90s cartoon version of his parents, so like they have a body, but like you can't see their heads.
0: Well, like it's just like the the photo is just him, but like you see a little bit of the body, but like the other parts are ripped off, so you don't get to see them.
1: Right. And he's like, um, I wish I knew my parents, but this proves that they existed. But I'm dead.
0: Uh, then after that, you get a call from Jamie, who's like, I've been taken to the Kremlin. I've been taken hostage. Also, there's a lot. Of, they they realize like there's a bunch of like Russian. Uh, imagery found in Snatcher hideouts, like the the chief had this photo of uh the Kremlin. The 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 Snatcher husband and wife had a had a map of Moscow. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's a lot of Russian connections with the Snatchers, which obviously is a game made in the late '80s. Makes sense. Russia's got to be the enemy. Yeah. Um, but this is where like the end of Act Two would be. Um, mm-hmm. so if you play the original game, this would be be the cliffhanger ending. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but, of course, we have the other version, so we get to move on past this. Uh, the the beginning of Act 3 is basically it's a large, like, previously on. Yeah. <laughs> Let's recap everything that happened and make you sure you know what's happening. Um, pretty much off the cuff, you realize that uh, Harry was Gillian and Jamie's son.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They were put in cryogenic sleep for 50 years. Mm-hmm. And then when they were found, that's why they have amnesia, because they came out too early and everything. Um, so all that happened. Uh, the, the, the rescue team who got them are now all Snatchers, but somehow they weren't. And they also realized, hey, we need to find some place that looks similar to all of the, the 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 weird russian imagery we've been finding so they find this church that like is on a river that looks the same as a river in russia and everything
1: but also like the video they're like oh there's snow around here and then like but it's not snowing and then they realize like this snow one's nine snow nine yeah which makes me think of ice nine i
0: know <laughs> uh snow nine's a thing where like if if you're around it snatchers S- are nearby sneeze. and you it, you make people get allergic to it uh so they go to so Gillian and Metal Gear go to this church that looks like the Kremlin now. Um they run around, they enter it and like there's a big photo of a dude who looks familiar.
1: He does look familiar.
0: At the very beginning, you uh you you go through the the church and everything. You find a bunch of Snatcher exoskeletons, some some kind of half finished snatchers who look like various world leaders because they're going to go try and like snatch all the world leaders at this Summit that's happening uh, in Kyoto.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one of them looks like you. There's a statue, and basically you have to. This is one where you have to go through like one of the, like the hard uh Ugh. Ugh. combat sequences, and it's like three in a row you have to go through, which is not fun. Yeah. Uh, so basically while you're there, uh, the world leaders are trying to figure out what they're gonna do about Neokobe City. Uh, it, it's basically up to hey, we're going to nuke this place to get rid of the snatchers or we're going to if you're able to find where they're being like their headquarters are we'll just we'll send down a giant laser from a satellite and blow up. Yay. So that's that's the 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 big the big options that are that are on the table. Uh eventually you find Jamie. She's like, "Hello, I'm here." And then you find uh Dr. Modnar who is dead. Just laying out there.
1: Just super dead.
0: Yep. Uh, and then you find uh, who took Jamie hostage, and that was Elijah Modnar, the son of Dr. Modnar, who was the, the doctor who created the Snatchers and everything. Uh, and then you learn also, hey, the three of you, Elijah, Gillian, and Jamie, worked together in Russia uh in the in the mid nineties and basically helped create the Snatcher project and everything. Uh that was that's their hidden past.
1: Ba-ba-bum.
0: Da, 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 da. Gillian was a CIA agent. He was a spy. Uh, Jamie was just there. And then Elijah was just there as well. Elijah really had the hots for Jamie. And then Gillian mm-hmm. came along and was like, hey, hey, hey. And Jamie was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. An American.
1: <laughs> I was like, why'd she turn into Mario? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, apparently in this game, just like any lady who looks at Gillian is apparently like, Oh, you're beautiful! I was like, "What? No! What? This isn't how this works."
0: <laughs> so once that happens, Elijah turns into a f- boy and is like, "Well, if
1: I can't have her,
0: no one can." <laughs> he's the one with the like weird uh
1: cable leggies, right? Yes. Okay.
0: Uh, so he basically he's the the person who started the catastrophe. He let Lucifer Alpha out. Uh and then like they were going to all three go into cryogenic sleep to wait out the effects of Lucifer Alpha. He set his thing like early to get out early and then work on the Snatcher project again while he was gonna make he was eventually gonna revive Jamie, but then let Gillian just sleep forever. <laughs> but then eventually they they got found and everything. Um and basically he's just mad about what happened fifty years ago that he didn't he wasn't able to woo Jamie, so now he's gonna try and take over the world of the Snatchers.
1: But I'm such a nice guy. That's
0: basically it.
1: <laughs> it's basically That's basically it. it. Oh, hey. He's I'm like, sick. Oh you
0: have the the great and or we have the the artificial skin now that will work and everything. And they're like, Well what do you mean? And then he reveals he has Random's body.
1: Brandom was a
0: snatcher. Da-da-da. But he was a snatcher, he was an anti snatcher mm-hmm. created to to defeat Snatchers. He was made by Dr. Modnar, Elijah's father, and everything, and basically he was made to look like Elijah and everything. Uh and had like Elijah's memories implanted into him to make him so he was he didn't think he was a a robot or anything. Similar mm-hmm. to, you know, some other plot points elsewhere. Also <laughs> um <laughs> Random Hajio is Elijah Modnar backwards. Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> what a dumb thing. Oh <laughs> <sighs> uh, yeah. So Elijah's like, now I'm gonna kill you both. But then Random read he read. Turns on, he's like, No, you're not gonna do anything. I'm gonna put you in a chokehold. You can't do anything. And then Metal Gear shows up, he's like, Gillian, they're gonna shoot the laser from the satellite. They've got the target on the church. You've got to get out of here. <laughs> and Gillian's like, No, Metal, you gotta stay with me. And Metal Gear's like, No, I gotta do my job. I will stay here and guide the laser. So Gillian and Jamie get out, Metal stays there, and Random's like, You did good, Metal. You're a good helper. I'm gonna keep choking this dude who looks just like me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, just a little older, yeah.
0: Yep, yeah. Uh, the weird, the
1: wep- weird tentacle leggies.
0: Yep. The weapon fires. It blows up the church and everything. Kills everyone involved, inside. And then they, uh, they learn about a snatcher factory in Moscow, which this is the end of the game. Uh, Gillian's gonna go off and take care of that and try and wipe that out, and that'll be the end of the snatcher menace. everything
1: yay
0: he gets his memories back, or he doesn't have his memories fully back but he's gonna try and get back with jamie and they're gonna try and do their thing again and then metal shows up as a sega cd (laughs) he's
1: like (laughs) take me with you gillian that made me happy like genuinely that part made me happy that was clever yeah i like that a lot
0: which basically, if you were playing other versions, like he'll show up as a PC Engine CD, he'll show up mm-hmm. as a PlayStation, he'll show up as a Sega Saturn in that ending sequence. <laughs> Just real good and dumb. But yeah, that's that snatcher in a nutshell.
1: Merry Christmas.
0: Merry Christmas, Neo Kobe City.
1: Which I guess that's something that we should mention is that like it does take place. Like, we've mentioned it before, mm-hmm. but like it does take place at Christmas time. There is like Christmassy stuff. Um, there's a like, Christmas
0: song in the game
1: there's a Christmas song in the game there's like a Santa at one point I mm-hmm. think
0: yeah Napoleon dresses up as a Santa
1: right so like it, it's very, it's it's Christmas in the same sense that like Home Alone is Christmas yeah
0: what better way to, to ring in the holidays than by playing Satcher
1: <laughs> I, I can think of a few better ways <laughs> um, but you know we, we did it I got through it I didn't yeah. i didn't i didn't completely rage only little rages only a little
0: and you know we probably played the best version because you don't have to, there's no there's not a ton of gross in this game in this version than there isn't compared to the other versions
1: yay i don't like gross shit.
0: which will make other people mad because they're like oh censorship yeah <sighs>
1: You know what? No one needs to have in their games where you can like sniff panties and see a 14 year old naked. Just saying.
0: Tell that to some people. They will yell and complain.
1: I mean they're wrong. It's the
0: artistic value. It's the the developer's choice. It's like shut the f***
1: up. Fart noises. (laughs) Yep. Like my dudes? No. That's not cool. Get out. So that's not We did it.
0: We did it. And now we'll probably never talk about a Hideo Kojima game on this podcast ever again.
1: <laughs> I um I doubt it unless you can somehow convince something to happen and I don't know, I can't think of another instance where it would actually happen.
0: Yeah, like I don't I don't see like you really being like, Hey, you wanna watch me play Metal Gear Solid Two? Like you're like, No, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, Yeah, I understand. And like none of the other games really have like a little goofy little thing that we can kinda tie it to, so Right. It is what it is. Next week we're gonna talk about Death Stranding.
1: <laughs> um, I would rather Individually pull off every single one of my toenails.
0: That sounds terrible.
1: I would rather do that than play Death Stranding. Good lord. Um, although I did have uh, a coworker come to my office um, the other day, and was asking me if I knew anything about it, and was asking how much I thought that Monster Energy drinks funded um, the the game, and was like, I don't know, like. Is there something big with monsters like oh yeah you don't know that that's like one of the mechanics that you have to like constantly be drinking monster energy drinks and I'm just like oh my god. Yeah
0: you can turn rainwater into monster energy drink in that game.
1: I hate everything.
0: Those monster energy drink cans are a very high quality high resolution. Yeah monster energy probably paid They got a they cut a pretty big check to you know noted indie developer Hideo Kojima.
1: Right like he started from zero. He started from nothing got to here
0: started from the bottom now we're here
1: I fucking hate him with all of my being like I cannot think okay no I was going to say I cannot think of someone that I dislike more in the industry but he might have some competition with Nomura
0: (laughs) man (laughs) what Do I want to know what
1: you're about to ask me? Do I want to know?
0: Rank your least favorite people in video games. Oh, jeez. Hideo Kojima, Tetsuya Nomura, Mm
1: -hmm. or Hashino. Oh, God. Can't we just put them all on, like, an island and, like, let them do their thing there? We could. I mean, I think it's a good idea. Um, There you go. I don't know. I I don't know that I can rank them because they're all just (laughs) such garbage. (sighs) And they all continue their bullshit. Like, Mm -hmm. even though they know it's bullshit, they're like, oh, but I like this bullshit. I'm going to continue doing it. It's like, why? Why are you doing these terrible things that you know are wrong? I will say those three are like the worst in game development in Japan. Yeah. Like, hands down, those three are the worst.
0: Anyways, we played Stature.
1: <laughs> you got me to watch you play through a Kojima game.
0: We did. There you mm. go.
1: You know, the things that I, I do for this podcast.
0: I'll never ask you to do something that terrible again.
1: Thank you. I appreciate that. I Maybe. Did get the that's track, that's debatable.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you never know what's, what will happen in the future. You never but, know. Uh, but that, that Snatcher, that's going to do it for this episode.
1: Happy holidays.
0: You're now a cyberpunk. <laughs> You're fighting against injustice every day of your life.
1: I mean, I do, but... Man, you know what? Also, just the fact that he says that and like is such a tool that... Okay. Okay. <laughs> You know it's an injustice? Sexualizing 14-year-old girls. Mm-hmm. You know what else is an injustice? Sexualizing dead women? Mm-hmm. You know what else is an injustice? Only having women as sexual objects. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How about Cyberpunk. That? Cyberpunk.
0: Look for these these themes and more in Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> Anyways. Yep. That's going to do it for this episode. Yep. So if you'd like more from <laughs> us, go to seasonallymecheckup.com or scc.cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Checkup and Jared Now Watch. You can find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you'd like more from Anladium, go to AnnLadium.com. She's got columns and reviews. Yep. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash checkup. Yep. And if you'd like to support us financially, and buy us a slice of pizza, you can, at patreon.com slash s-a-c-o-v-a. Yay. Get all these hot podcasts unedited early. Woo. And then some other bonus ones as well. Woo. Next week, time to end the year. Man. The big wrap-up. Man. And by that, I mean it's time once again for the annual. Seasonal Amit Jacob OVA Game of the Year Awards.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've got lists. We We've got awards. We do. We've got games to celebrate. It's true. And we will be doing all of that next week. And I, you know, you know <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> I am going to give you a hot exclusive here. Okay. The 2019 Game of the Year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm going to tell you it right now. It's.
1: Wow! Wow!
0: There you go. I mean, it's a very hot exclusive. You're hit. You're hearing here first, but you'll find out <laughs> what's happening. What, what? How we came to that conclusion next week?
1: Mm. Should be amazing.